from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What's next at PNC Arena with, with sports betting and how that factors into enhancements in the arena, development outside the arena, how much NC State factors into that as well. So a lot of moving parts, and we might see some some of those things start turning here in the near future, Brian. Yeah, I thought the biggest news to come out of that um, – he said that within the next few weeks, he hopes to announce that Centennial Authority and the Canes have come to an agreement on a long-term lease yes. extension, maybe 20 to 25 years. He didn't give an exact number. And that would include development rights for the area around uh, probably a lease agreement and some development rights for the area around PNC that the Hurricanes would then be able to probably begin making plans to develop some of that land. Uh, that is a huge, huge deal. Mm-hmm. I know uh, there's been concern ever since the Hurricanes moved here. Is, is this a long-term hockey market? Yeah. Uh, certainly when Tom Dundon bought the team, living in Texas, everyone initially thought, oh, no, he's, he's going to move them to Houston or Austin, these fast-growing cities uh, that are in Texas. Getting that long-term lease, I think, would be the would start to unlock other stuff, including money for the in-stadium renovations. And I think um, – Having that would just give the market stability. That would just be a ton of stability for the market for PNC Arena, and then you could really start going big, I think, on some of these other projects. The the other thing he mentioned that I thought was was pretty big, and I have I'll have to talk to NC State about this. They are building a huge new video um, board video board at Carter Finley Stadium. It never dawned on me that that thing might could potentially be two sided, which would allow you to watch the game from outside of the stadium, which might enhance PNC in, in many other ways. They've talked about doing sort of rooftop restaurants, maybe like on the second floor, so building a balcony and then you have a restaurant. People could sit outside, watch the game on the on the big screen, have lunch. That's more people who maybe I couldn't get a ticket, but I can go watch the game that way. Or maybe that's just how they want to spend the game too. It's like, you know what? It's a especially for example, if it's an it's an eight o'clock kickoff, it's a nice night out and it's in October yeah, you know what? I want to sit outside, but also like enjoy a nice meal out, get enjoy the nice weather, but also watch the game that way. That to me sounds very enticing. Maybe I'll go tailgate there before the game and watch, you know, the the Alabama Georgia game that's on at three thirty. I'll yeah. watch that game on the big screen, and then you know, as it gets closer to game time, I'll walk in and watch the NC State game. There there are so many possibilities out there with that land. Tons. I mean, I know the parking lots are great, right? I, I I'm not going to dismiss what tailgating the tailgating climate for both the Hurricanes and and NC State. I think they're both fantastic, but that land, I, I, there's just so many possibilities. Think about yep. a, think about so what. I came from the Boise market. Mm-hmm. There was a beautiful hotel in downtown Boise, and inside the hotel was a small hockey rink. Oh, where really? The, where the Idaho Steelheads, who were playing for the, the minor league championship this week in Double A, the ECHL, the ECHL, the um, that's where they played their games. It was about a five to six thousand seat stadium in there. It was in the hotel. In the hotel, in the bottom of the hotel was was the arena. Wow. Okay. Can you do something like that where that becomes your practice ice? That also becomes ice where high school teams or college teams, the, the NC State club team, can play. Um, it also becomes a practice facility because team when visiting teams come, they can stay there. Mm-hmm. They can practice on the ice. You know, you got a lot of problems with scheduling over at PNC with having to flip the building over. Well, if you had another sheet of ice, another really good sheet of ice right there on the premises, how how much help, how helpful would that be? I mean, the the, the possibilities I think are limitless. If uh, Philip Isley, who was just our guest, and the Centennial Authority and and the Hurricanes can can work together and get that stuff done, I think the possibilities are endless out there. I'm 
I, you know what? Some of these things you mentioned didn't even cross my mind. I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe kind of cool. And I used to have a little restaurant outside. And then, uh, obviously, the a sports book going inside PNC Arena and also one potentially going outside. Like, how does that also factor in as well? There, there, again, like you said, there's so much that they're going to be, there would have to be some things with the agreement for the development between Dundon and the Canes and the Centennial Authority where Dundon would have to work with the county and the city in terms of rezoning sure. in some of that area as well to in order to get some of the development that he wants. I mean, gosh, could you imagine a hotel going right there? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have to imagine it. That is what the Hurricanes yeah, have talked about. I, I've, I've been in these meetings where they've discussed, like, yes, a hotel, maybe with a hockey rink in it, with restaurants in it, where some, some live, work, play type of places there as well. I mean, that part of Raleigh is really growing. The state government is moving some of its workers out there. Yep. There are some private businesses that are going up in that same area. That could be the next spot in Raleigh that really booms. And I think owning sports teams is as much about that development is mm-hmm. now as it is about winning championships. And, and Tom Dundon knows that as well. I don't I don't need to tell him that. He knows that. For sure. And that, that place could hold the, the sports book that's outside of PNC Arena, which gives us to our four of a kind, Brian Murphy, most fun sports bets that you can make, whether you're inside PNC Arena, you're outside, maybe you're on your mobile phone, however you want to do it. But guess what, Brian Murphy? We have a lot of different things that we can do. What are What's your number one on your list? Or what's one on your list? You know, a sport that I think gets overlooked when it comes to betting what's is that? golf. Okay. there's a the Golf fills that nice niche, right? But when football season ends and before football season starts, there's that long summer. And golf is playing a tournament just about every week. With golf, you can bet make the cut. You can bet top 10 you can bet top five you can bet to win you could also bet uh you know rory versus justin thomas today which one of them is going to have a better score oh, okay there are endless bets with golf and i think uh there's <laughs> i'm not an expert golf better i promise you that but i think uh the sharps find a lot of value in betting golf and i think it's fun it's a four-day bet right you bet somebody to win a tournament you get to you get to watch that for four days that's fair and you know what this is my number one one very overlooked sport it's lacrosse, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> Premier Lacrosse League gets underway this weekend. And I'm telling you right now, give me the archers over the cannons. They're minus 230 on the money line, but give me that all right now. So that that's a fun sport. You can go player props. You can go team futures. Are those real do... teams, the archers and the cannons? Yes, they are. You can watch them on. They're going to be in Charlotte next week, Brian Murphy. Don't you dare disrespect the sport of lacrosse. How How dare. How dare. So, yeah, bet on lacrosse for sure. Second thing I would love to actually – this is a, a fun thing I, I think that a lot of people might enjoy doing, especially with the mobile betting. You know what? If you just want to – you know what? I'll put two, three bucks on this parlay, but this 12-leg parlay where, like, LeBron James is going to have over 20 points and uh, Trey Turner is going to have a home run, like all these other just different legs to your parlay and a $3 bet if you hit all 12 legs of your parlay would yield you like 50,000 bucks. <laughs> I see a lot of people doing that kind of things like, ah, it's three bucks, whatever. Like that's a comic book for me. I could sacrifice one comic book to put that together, potentially make a lot of money. Those are kind of the fun things I see a lot of people. Those doing. are, those are also, I'm going to be the disclaimer guy here. Those are also how the, the operators make almost a ton all of, of money. Their money. They make a ton of money that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say futures betting is one thing I think yeah. people don't really know. You can bet on, Drake May to win the Heisman Trophy. You can bet on Alabama to win the national championship. You can bet right now. You can bet on the Hurricanes to win next year's Stanley Cup. Those future bets, I think, are, are a lot of fun too. I, my, you mentioned it a little bit already, but 
player props are always a lot of fun. When, when Carolina Hurricanes games are being played, you can bet that, hey, you know, I think Sebastian Ajo is going to score the last goal of the game. Because they get like, hey, you know what? I think they're going to win. He's going to be on the ice. He's going to get that empty netter. He's going to score the last goal of the game. That could that could yield you a hundred dollar bet. Could potentially yield you seventeen hundred bucks, something along those lines. So the player prop, like the single game player props, are really fun that you can get uh, to, that you can really do well. But the last one is, it's kind of fun. It's difficult to predict, but the over under, <laughs> the over under. Have fun with the over under. What's your last thing you're Yeah, I love the Super Bowl props. You know, what color is the Gatorade going to be? Is it going to be heads or tails? How long is the national anthem? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, when North Carolina's rules get written, if you'll be able to – in some states you can bet on, like, the NFL draft, how many quarterbacks are going to get taken in the first round, uh, when's the first wide receiver going to be taken. You can bet that in some states, and in other states you can't. Be interested to see how the lottery commission decides if they're going to allow some of those off the court, off the field, off the ice bets. Yeah. Any more on your list? Is that your four? You I good? think that's my four. That's your four of a yeah. kind? All right, that's our four <laughs> of a kind. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of local teams picking up wins, but unfortunately, because there are in state schools playing each other, Brian Murphy, <laughs> that means local teams are also losing. We don't like that, but nevertheless, state of North Carolina representing a little bit already in the College World Series. We'll get into that as we hit it and quit it. You know who hit it today? NC State. Lou James Grover. That's right. Gino Grover. Pair of home runs. 5-1 win for NC State over Campbell. Down in the Columbia, South Carolina Regional. Which means NC State plays tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Campbell will face the loser of the South Carolina game that's coming up a little bit later on today. Uh, in their bracket. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Central Connecticut State. Central Connecticut State, sure. That's a school. (laughs) Um, Central Connecticut State. So, South Carolina, Central Connecticut State. The winner of that game plays NC State tomorrow at 6 o'clock. The loser of that game plays Campbell at noon. ESPN University, they probably should call it. ESPN University? Well, Central Connecticut State. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much ESPN University, I get what you're saying. (laughs) It's right right there on their campus. So, that's the... One of the first games that was, be, that was played today, Duke played UNC Wilmington. They actually trailed that game 2 nothing a little bit early on. Came back and won 12-3, did Duke. So Duke will play tomorrow at 6 o'clock. They get the winner. Uh, they're down in Conway, South Carolina. So they get the winner of Coastal Carolina as they play Ryder. So that's the game that uh, Coastal Carolina has coming up a little bit later on today at 7 o'clock. So Duke will get the winner of that matchup. UNC Wilmington will play the loser of that one. UNC Wilmington will play at noon tomorrow against, again, the loser of Ryder and Coastal Carolina. Still have a little bit later on today at 7 o'clock. Wake Forest takes on George Mason. Coming up at 7 o'clock later on today as well, Iowa versus North Carolina. That's in Terre Haute at Indiana State. Indiana State actually was trailing 
in their game against Wright State. 5-3 late, came back and won that game 6-5. So UNC, if they win, would play the top seed in that region in Indiana State. If you want to watch the Tar Heels, that game is on ACC Network tonight. That it is. That's 7 o'clock. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. I hit it so good. NBA Finals game one last night. Nuggets get the win, 104-93. to Yeah, you might look at it and say, oh, it's only 11 points, close game. There were a couple garbage time three-pointers that really made things close for Miami late in that one. But once again, Nikola Jokic, a triple-double, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 14 assists. Now, here's the thing. If you want to try and shut him down as a passer, Jamal Murray, also had 10 assists himself yesterday as the point guard. And he had 26 points. He had, a, he had a double-double in that regard. So there are a lot of different ways that the Denver Nuggets can attack you. And Nikola Jokic is just flat fun to watch. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. This guy was the two-time NBA MVP. Yeah, he did, a lot of he people overlooked him. Finished second this year to Joel Embiid. Um, but it's fun to hear some of the national media like, I didn't realize how good this guy was. He's the well, two-time MVP. Denver, not a sexy team, not on television a ton, although they are super fun to watch. They play basketball kind of that – it's a little different than the old Spurs way where the ball was constantly moving because mm-hmm. um, th- that Spurs team didn't play through Tim Duncan the way this team plays through Jokic. But the ball is constantly moving. Guys are constantly cutting. Lots of backdoor cuts, lots of layups, lots of kick out for open threes. It is a fun, fun offense to watch, and, and Jokic is is the engine that makes the whole thing go. It's amazing how we hear even national media like, oh, I didn't realize how good Jokic was. Like, he's a two-time MVP. Like, it, one thing that kind of drives me nuts oftentimes, especially with basketball, we've seen it across all sports, but especially basketball, I feel like the NBA, everyone's constantly, like, listing and comparing and, like, all this kind of stuff in terms of, like, oh, this person's better or whatever. Like, well, yeah, this person's not as good as, like, so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, that might be true, whatever, but doesn't mean two players can't also be great or there's not a lot of great players. Jokic is a great player, but he just plays differently than everyone else because he's truly the quote-unquote unicorn, I think, of the game. He's a center, seven-footer, basically, and... He passes as good as anybody. His vision is as good as anybody. And he takes the most awkward-looking shots at times, but he gets them to go. And I think this is something that even us as fans, us in media, you and I, but even fans, I throw myself into the fan category as well because I am also a fan. We got to learn to appreciate what's unique and great while we still get to see it because it doesn't come often. A guy like Jokic just isn't a normal everyday player. We throw the word great around so quickly nowadays and don't appreciate actually truly what great is. This has been my problem with LeBron James's career. Like what we're seeing, we will never see again. And we've we've wasted, I say we as as sort of a collective sports universe, have wasted so much of that time arguing about whether he's better than Jordan or better than Kobe. It's like, Like, who cares? Yeah, this guy's putting the greatest statistical career in NBA history up. He, he's all-time leader in points. Uh, Going to be the all-time leader in minutes as long as he doesn't retire this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, all-time leader in, in postseason games played. I mean, he, he's putting up statistically a career that will never be matched. And we've spent more than half of his career debating, I don't know, Jordan must be better or LeBron's better or Kobe's better. It's just crazy. Just enjoy what enjoy what's in front of us. Have fun. Have fun with it. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. He's a machine! 
the SEC machine, <laughs> that is SEC football, they announced for 2024, this is when Texas and Oklahoma come into the into the league, that they are going to have an eight-game conference schedule. Okay, why does that matter? Who cares? Why does that impact NC State or North Carolina or Duke or, Wake, or the ACC as a whole? If the SEC decides to go a nine-game conference schedule, that removes a Power 5 game from their non-conference schedule. They're not going to go into a game, oh, 12, 12 games on the schedule. I got nine SEC conference games. I'm going to schedule my other three against other Power 5 schools. They're not going to do that. They're going to do one, and they're going to do a game against a group of five, and they're going to pay an FCS school to come in to get beat up on. That's what they're going to do. So you're going to lose games like, for example, week one, Tennessee, Virginia. That game's being played in Nashville. You might lose that game. Scheduled in the future, NC State plays Florida, right? Well, if they change their conference schedule up, the SEC, that that series might get scrapped. It's those kinds of things that, again, will hurt the profile of the ACC because non-conference-wise, it hurts them. With the conference football, I'm sorry, with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, Brian, you got to have a strong non-conference, and you have to be able to win some of these games too. This is only for 2024. There's still a chance that in 2025 they could go to nine games. Yes, again, this is yeah, just 2024. The ACC is also at eight in part to keep their to keep non-conference games free to play as many yes. big games as they can. I, there's one 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 thing that might change, and, and well, maybe two things. The 12 team conference, the 12 team playoff, may start to reward teams that out of conference go and do something. Yeah, even if you have an extra loss on your on your cal- on your schedule. Or it's on a quad the loss one column. loss. Right, right. Yeah, we let's not get into quad one losses. <laughs> the second thing, television may start to demand those games. That's true. Television is paying the freight in college athletics and mm-hmm. particularly in college football. And they may say, Look, we love you, SEC. We we don't want Alabama against Alabama Birmingham anymore. Like we don't we can't sell those games anymore. And and Alabama might start looking at them and be like, you know what, we can't sell them either. Fans aren't showing up for those games. Like, we need to get Alabama-NC State, or we need to get, you know, at Alabama-Pittsburgh on the schedule because mm-hmm. we, as a television company, simply can't sell these G5 games or these FBS games anymore. Yeah. And and college football may – television may lead the way, but I think ticket sales in the, in the stadiums may also say, we can't schedule these games anymore. we got to schedule P5 versus P5. Get the eyeballs on TV and get the get the butts in the seats. You know, you can schedule that group of five game or that FCS game uh, for your homecoming. Do that. That's okay. Like, you could put one of those on your schedule. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's important for the ACC to continue to be able to play SEC and Big Ten. Because, again, it boosts the profile. And also, winning games would help as well. Because, again, you want to change the narrative around the conference, right? It can't be like, well... It's Clemson and everyone else. Look at the first couple weeks of the season. Virginia gets Tennessee. Yeah. NC State gets Notre Dame. North Carolina gets South Carolina. Uh, Florida State gets LSU. Pitt gets West Virginia. Uh, Miami gets Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You got to win these games. Yeah. ACC, you want to change the narrative? Go out and beat some SEC teams. Go out. I think uh, later in the year, North Carolina has Minnesota. You know, not the top of the Big Ten, but a Big Ten school nonetheless. Get a win. I mean, Look, you can be on TV all you want, and a lot of these games are going to be nationally televised. Uh, you can play as many SEC and as many Big Ten teams as you want. you got to start winning these games. Mm-hmm. And, and this season sets up. There's an awful lot of games that, that the ACC schools can win, 
And and if you win those games, then by the time then Clemson goes twelve and zero. Well, that twelve and zero means a lot more because the teams they beat along the way have a lot of big victories too. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Hey, uh, a couple quick notes here. Uh, Carolina Panthers OTAs are underway. Um, no one, as far as I've seen, has gotten hurt, which to me is the most important thing. Keep Bryce Young healthy, but it's, again, it's all about the development of Bryce Young. That's the only thing that matters for me this offseason is Bryce Young being developed properly. That's it. Well, you, That's what I said. I said yeah. you got to develop Bryce Young. You told me they got to make the playoffs. Well, I'm talking this offseason. Uh, oh, this offseason. No, I'm okay. saying this offseason all right. is all about the development of Bryce Young. Okay. No, you better make the playoffs this coming season. <laughs> See, I say the entire season is about the development well, of Bryce sure, Young. sure, he's got to develop as the season goes along, but it doesn't mean you can't do both. Those, you can those, develop him and make the playoffs. The pictures I see from OTAs of him standing in the huddle, man, he looks small. Well, yeah, we know he's small, but can he ball? Well, he can definitely ball in college. Let's see if, how it translates to the NFL. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Stanley Cup Finals Game 1 is this coming weekend uh, We know the Canes aren't in it It's sad to my heart Knowing that, <laughs> hey, you know what? Tomorrow would have been Game 1 And it would have been at PNC Arena But we don't have that But as a as a, as a fan of the Carolina Hurricanes We have heard it from the national media all, I went up, I've gone in on the national media About their coverage of the Carolina Hurricanes Multiple times We know the Canes aren't in it but we also know the perception that national media and the hockey purists, air quotes over here, their perception of small slash non-traditional markets. Again, non-traditional air quotes. If we want to continue to change that perception about small markets as a whole and non-traditional markets as a whole, watch. Watch the games. Because people are going to look and see, oh, actually, ratings in this quote-unquote small market were pretty high for a Stanley Cup game. Well, yeah, Continue to show that you are the hockey mar- market that we claim that we are. And I believe that we are. This is a way to continue to show it. Watch the games. Yeah. I mean, it should be a good series. Florida against Vegas. I think it would be a really good series. Um, obviously, we saw what Florida could do. Um, Vegas has made it out of a very tough West. I mean, there were a lot of teams out there that I thought would be in this ahead of Vegas. The fact that they're here should should be a really good series. And if you w- like hockey, watch. I, I just don't get tied up in the ratings that much. Like, the TV deal is signed. Like, Oh, I know. I get that. But I think it's, again, it's about changing the perception of of the quote-unquote national people about what they have about Raleigh in terms of what we know about hockey and our appreciation for hockey. Yeah, we're a quote-unquote different fan base, and that's okay. It's okay to be different, but we embrace the sport. So show that we have embraced the sport outside of just the team that plays here. Yeah, I mean, they packed, packed PNC this year, packed the stadium series. Yep. I, I, there should no longer be questions about this as a Yet hockey market. Yet it still is. <laughs> Yet it still is. You know the Carolina Hurricanes' biggest rivalry is? Their biggest rival? It's ESPN. <laughs> That's their biggest rival. That's Brian Murphy, Dennis Cox here with you. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. That's been hit it and quit it. Uh, we talked to Philip Isley chairman of the centennial authority and he gave us a lot of information uh and a lot of insight in terms of what's happening at pnc arena the conversations he's having with tom dundon sports books going inside pnc enhancements in the arena development outside he laid a lot down on us passed through the senate Correct. it's got to go back through the house governor cooper's going to sign it off but looks like that's going to take place one thing that's going to come out from this potentially is a sports book at PNC Arena. But now, Brian, as you reported yesterday, from our understanding of what you're, you have said, there could be one inside PNC and one outside of PNC Arena? Possibly, is, yes. Okay. Why two and why not more? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, two uh, is better than one. Yes, I, um, I 100% agree with that. And, you know, that happened at the last minute. Okay. Uh, we, we're, I mean, as the authority chairman, I'm very happy that this has now occurred, at least in the Senate. And, sure. And uh, Speaker Moore said he's going to concur next week. I have every belief that the governor will sign this into law, and then we'll get moving forward. Having something inside the building for us, the PNC Arena, is great because it's going to activate the building 24-7. That's what I've been trying to do okay. since I think the first time that uh, you know I met with you, maybe March of 22-ish. Um, but having the ability to have uh, brick and mortar outside the building still on property is, a, is another great thing for continued activation within the community. If, if the licenses are the way they, I believe they're going to be, the owner of the Hurricanes will have some option within a half mile of the arena. So okay. if they found a place they like better, which I don't understand why they wouldn't you know, want to stay on site, we have incredible road networks right there. I mean, it'd be nice to have a sports book right there on Edwards Mill Road coming into the building. Yeah. Um, you know, right there. I, I doubt it'll be on Wade Avenue, but even Trinity, there's lots of areas that would be great for standalone brick and mortar. That's up to the owner and the Hurricanes to decide what they want to do. Okay, so that's a, that. That's in their hands, not yours as a Centennial Authority. Well, so we have built into our enhancement program uh, a the idea for a sports book mm-hmm. uh, inside or a, attached to the building. I want to say it's four thousand square feet. Um, really? Yeah. So that's. I mean, I, I I think I sent Brian plans earlier from back in the day, but in our drawings we have at least identified an area where we think a sports book could go. And obviously, we're still a long way away from getting the enhancement project cleared, but we've been anticipating that something would happen with respect to the to the building, and at least have set aside about four thousand square feet. Uh, that doesn't mean it couldn't be bigger, mm-hmm. but from what we're willing to do, you know, four thousand square feet is something the authority is at least considering. So um, that would that, that would take others to participate in that construction and and financing. But for right now. We've always thought that the sports book, sports wagering would pass at some point. We were pleasantly surprised to learn that there might be two licenses involved as well as, you know, inside and outside the building. Well, there's there's so much happening over at PNC. We, we get fixated on the sports book part because I think that's the new shiny object. Um, a, a lot of what we're talking about is you're, you're negotiating a long-term lease with the Hurricanes. You're also waiting on some money from, from the interlocal agreement, which means the city of Raleigh and, the, and Wake County, uh, to do this big renovation project. And then thirdly, and maybe all tied into all that, is development of the area around PNC, which brings its own problems because we all know that, that there's a lot of area that's for tailgating, not only for Canes games, but for NC State football games. And those spots are very important to NC State. How does all of that sort of tie together? And, and is there a step that has to come first in your mind uh, to, to get the process rolling, or, or does everybody need to join hands and kind of jump at the same time? Um, it's a little bit of all, all of the above. I, I, I am hopeful and optimistic that we can come to a term with uh, the owners, uh, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, with respect to ideas for development around the arena mm-hmm. first. I, okay, I think first. We, I think we built up enough rapport with Mr. Dundon, his team, our negotiator is Dan Barrett, who's probably the best in the world, I think. Uh, there's a lot of goodwill right now uh, and, and momentum positively moving forward to where we may be able to announce we have a term deal with the owner with respect to the development rights that also tie into a long-term lease extension, which then gets the city and the county really happy about mm-hmm. giving us a significant amount of money. Yeah. Uh, 
That hasn't happened yet, but I am optimistic. And we've worked all very, very hard. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever worked harder for something that doesn't pay me anything. <laughs> Other than the realization that this is a community asset, and if we can keep everything there and then add to it and enhance it, it'll be the coolest thing that I've ever done. Our friend Luke DeCock in the in the News and Observer today quoted Dundon as saying, we're very close. You said within a couple of weeks. The Hurricanes have been here for 25 years. I know at one of the meetings I attended, Don Waddell said we could sign for 75 years. What length of contract are, are we talking about? I know you can't get into exact specifics, but they just signed a five-year extension. We're, we're certainly talking about longer term than that. We, we want a, a long-term lease extension for the for the the life of that building, which is going to be 20 to 25 years. Now, this entire enhancement project, again, to tie everything together, we're looking to where this will be a community asset for the next 25 years. So at age 50, then the decision can be made, do we knock it down? Does it become you know, a, a new arena? Where's Raleigh at that time? I probably won't be here. Um, <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Sure. I, I hope I am now. But I certainly say uh, I, I won't be the chairman of the sure. authority is what I was saying. Um, but that's our intent is we want enough enhancement to make sure that this building is a 50-year-old building and that this will be a, a good place for all of our tenants. And it's not just NC State. It's not just the Hurricanes. It's the folks that go to the Lizzo concert. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I mean, so was my wife yeah. and daughter. I mean, <laughs> no, so, and I know, was there, too. You know, Where were you? Where were you? I was not there. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know what? Actually, oh, I wonder if I was in Denver then. I, I can't remember. I was out at Lizzo, though. But everyone had a swell time, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was an absolutely good time. Philip Isley, Chairman of Centennial Authority, joining us here live in studio. So the enhancements being done, I know the idea of uh, the sports book being part of that, but we're we talking – restaurants, hotels, uh, other entertainment venues going in. What other things can people, if they go to a game or an event at PNC Arena, what other things other than just the game itself can people hope to maybe see in the near future? Well, you know, I I have only seen a couple of different sports books uh, since I've been the chairman. Mm -hmm. And we saw one at the United Center, and it was really cool. It was two stories. There was a restaurant attached to it, a very sort of a special restaurant, you know, exclusive restaurant. That's in Chicago. In Chicago, United Center. Center. And it was, there's a nice bar up there, but you had access to effectively, it's more than a loge seat, but you had sort of quarter ice access that you could eat your meal, you know, and they were non-ticketed. I mean, if you're in the sports book, you had the ability, you know, first come, first serve to sit there, which oh, was really, really cool. I think it's a FanDuel product. But, okay. you know, leather chairs, hundreds of, of video monitors, uh, really nicely done. The the finishes in, were, were incredible. I don't remember how big it was, but just the sports book itself is going to have an incredible upgrade to the fan experience right now of those who can legally uh, uh, gamble. Our, our idea for further enhancements to the building would be taking away stairwells and escalator banks to make garage doors you know, potentially to have sort of inside-outside activation on nice days. Okay. To be able to use the building during NC State football games to, to create another zone for activity and entertainment during the NC State football games. Right now the building is used for bathrooms and air-conditioned breaks during an NC State football yeah, game. Yeah, that's really about it. We, we think it could be much more than that. Mm-hmm. And so some of the products we're looking at for NC State games are how can you use maybe some upper-level upper level areas with rooftop amenities 
to then look at, you know, if I, and I haven't seen the schematic for the scoreboard. I don't know if there's going to be a scoreboard that faces the PNC either. But they're building a huge new scoreboard out at Carter they, Finley Stadium, and I don't know if it's going to be double sided. Is what you're getting right, at? Right. Uh, that would be I'm, pretty cool. That would be awesome. You could watch the game from the plaza. You could, correct? Uh, you know, people outside of the building would have access to seeing highlights and stuff. Uh, one clarification here, because I think people get confused about this. <clears throat> It, we'll use the terms that the Centennial Authority uses. There are enhancements, and that's what you're talking about with the building. So that's the sports book in the building, but also, you know, better better dining options, better seating options. Maybe a bar up in the third deck right. where yes. people can sit and watch the game, but also be at a bar. And then there's development, which is outside of the arena, and what we're talking about, maybe tearing up parking lots and and all of that stuff. Those are separate projects in your mind. Now they're kind of tied together when it comes to to maybe getting a long term lease, but they're, they are separate projects when it comes to construction and designing and, and timeline and all of that. Yes, that's exactly right. So anything outside the building, we're not going to be responsible for. That would be, you know, the, the owner of the Hurricanes has the right to negotiate with us to develop the property. Okay. That's, that's sort of the, that's the term of art that we use within our, our group. And, and we're currently trying to accomplish that. Um, and we'll do it slowly. We've, we have listened to virtually every stakeholder in the state of North Carolina. We, we met with, with folks at NC State. We've listened to them. We know what their fears are. We're being receptive to that. We're trying to do this slowly, baby steps, where nobody's going to – if we do it the right way, no one's going to miss a beat in, in, with the initial phasing, and then they're going to really like it. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to get used to it. And then the phase two, if, if everything is going on the, you know, in the same schedule that we anticipate, by the end of 20 years, I think it could be a showcase for anything in the South. Um, really, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's, that's Philip Isley's goal. Yeah. And I'm working really hard to try to get buy-in from all the constituencies. And I hope I'm doing a good job. I, I, I think that most people agree with me. But anything, you know, having served on the city council for eight years – Everyone hates change. It frightens them. Oh, yeah. They, they don't like the newness. The fear of the unknown. Until they see the newness, and then they like the newness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know if there's, any other, if there's anything else I can do other than listen. And our board's been listening and trying to make sure that this, if it does happen, it happens uh, with some degree of regularity, continuity, where everybody's expectations are not upset. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I know you and I have noted about the number of big events that have come into the area and even events that have been concurring events or recurring events, I should say, have continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger. For example, the big comic book fan stuff that I am, GalaxyCon is in in downtown Raleigh at the Raleigh Convention Center has just grown to be a, a big, massive, it's a big, massive pop culture event. It's four days. It started off at three days. So many guests and so many people start de- the demand was so high they increased it to four days. And an event that we're seeing for the first time here in this area, again, with the the attractiveness of the the triangle, 
the soccer tournament, the 7v7 tournament taking place at Wake Med Soccer Park. First time ever event. We talked to to John Bugar, the the director of the CEO, founder of the basketball tournament, who's putting this together. We talked to him a couple weeks ago and why they chose this area. The facility of Wake Med, the location of of Cary, just the triangle, access to get here for people that are traveling from outside of the, the city to get here. They're, they're fans of soccer who are literally traveling internationally to this area to watch the soccer tournament. And to me, that's really cool to see it happening right here in our backyard. I mean, the, there's a Corn Ferry Tour event happening right now. That's right. At the, at Raleigh, Raleigh Country, Country Club. Club. That's right. Um, there, yeah, there are major events taking place in our area. Sometimes, that, again, we I'm, yeah, right, yeah, Corn Ferry Tour. There's so much other stuff that's going on. The ACC Baseball Tournament was at Durham Bulls Athletic Park just this past weekend. The NCAA chose Wake Med Soccer Park for the Women's Lacrosse National Championship. That's where the Final Four was held. Their championship weekend was right here at Cary, same place where the soccer tournament is, is happening. We, we talked a lot about PNC Arena and what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is a, there's an extra tax that's put on hotel occupancy. So if you stay mm-hmm. at a hotel, you pay you know, taxes on that, and there's an additional tax put on that. There's an additional tax put on prepared food and beverage in, in Wake County and, and in Raleigh. Um, all that money goes to like PNC Arena and the Convention Center and and if they're going to build a new soccer stadium in Cary. So all these events, not only they're they're helping the economy right now here in, in this in this part of the of North Carolina, mm-hmm. but they're also like laying the the foundation for the money that's going to go into a lot of these repairs at the Convention Center at PNC, maybe a new soccer stadium. Uh, it, it all feeds each other, and now yeah. and now it's reached the level of where. You know these esports events, these these comic book events. I mean, you name it. Raleigh, this trying the triangle. Wake County is the place that a lot of these events want to come to. And, and people see success of events, it, it just only makes it attractive for other events. They look and say, "Oh, that w- went really well there. That looked really good. Hey, can we do something big like that there?" I think the soccer tournament sold out. I don't, yeah, I don't it, believe there are tickets available. There, there might be a couple stragglers left around out there, but yeah, it's 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 a hard ticket to come by. But there was an event that happened allegedly yesterday. We're using the word allegedly because again, we don't know truly if something racially was said or not. So we don't want to just make a proclamation of like, yes, this was done or was not done. So yesterday, when Dallas United, a team made up of it's a semi-pro team made up of college current college soccer players was playing against West Ham, an EPL, like a long-standing soccer club that has national recognition. And it's mostly a group of retired players. Yeah, older retired old, players. Older retired players of West Ham. Just, hey, it's 7v7. Just go up there, represent the represent the club that you played for, and enjoy it. Again, million-dollar winner-take-all type deal. There was a point in the game when Dallas United was up 2 nothing over West Ham, and then there was... By all accounts, from my understanding, Brian Murphy, there was a the teams kind of stopped playing because, by accounts, according to, to players of West Ham, a racial slur was used or was directed towards a player for West Ham. That that player is a former West Ham player, Anton Ferdinand, or Ferdinand, and he spoke earlier today on. Still, even in soccer, there's something he hasn't he's he's dealt with throughout his career and throughout his life on still having to deal with racism. You may not know what it feels like because of the color of your skin. I know what it feels like, but if you're open-minded enough 
you can understand just by the way I speak to you about it, the way I, I um, answer your questions, you're able to try and understand the feeling, you know, and show empathy to it. Um, but as I said, we're a resilient bunch of players who, because of the right outcome, and that's solely down to, to West Ham, our staff here, and TST as an organisation, that the right outcome um, prevailed, and we was able to go and do the business on the pitch and show that although the topic of conversation is bigger than football, football is still the winner. So that's Anton Ferdinand of West Ham talking about the incident, and uh, Dallas United withdrew from the tournament. Now, apparently that was a collective, universal, universal, unanimous decision that was made by Dallas United as a club that they were going to step away from the tournament. And West Ham played today. They played this morning, yep, their final did. final game of group play. They won. Um, Ferdinand and another teammate spoke to, to the media. Did not address exactly what was said, um, but did say they were really happy with the way TST handled it, uh, with the way uh, their team came together mm -hmm. after it. And so... You know, it's it's a terrible situation. Not what you want the first TST to be remembered for. for definitely not. Uh, Ferdinand, as you said, talked about the message that the soccer tournament sent. It was only right that the powers that be, which is TST, they deal with it, you know, and, and it gets dealt with in the right way. I think to counteract something, there has to be deterrence, you know, and TST have sent out a strong message that any form of discrimination um, racism and other forms of discrimination is not tolerated in a tournament like this and because of the, the repercussions of what's happened to Dallas I hope people next year understand and, and realise the, the repercussions of, of, of saying such things um, and I hope it is home Again that's Anton Ferdinand of West Ham again he didn't say what was said towards him or was directed towards him uh, so again, that's, that's why we use the term allegation because we we don't know. Uh, I was not there for it. I didn't hear it, so I'm not going to sit there and make a claim. There's no video of, or or audio of what was said or allegedly said. That's why we use the word allegedly because again, I, I want to be sensitive to this, but I will say this: whether it was something that was allegedly said or not, that racism is still a thing. It's still an issue, and it it's not just inside sports. It's everywhere, and. We as a community have to continue to talk about these things and address them and call them out for what they are if we want to truly end it. And something that Ferdinand did say this, uh, we won't play the audio because we're running up against theater on time, but racism is a fight not just for people of color. It's for everybody to combat it. Yeah, and if you saw the, the – there was video. Peacock is airing some of these games, so I saw mm -hmm. some video. Obviously, you can't hear what was said, but you can yep. see the reactions of people and, and the, how upset players were on – both on the field and then the conversation continued off the field yeah. onto the sidelines. Chris Paul was there, uh, NBA star, who's an investor in the basketball tournament, which is the founder of this tournament as well. Um, so, yeah, I, hopefully there are no more incidents like this the rest of the tournament and, mm -hmm. and we get some great finishes and the tournament is remembered for something more more than this. But it, it, it's a shame that he had to deal with it. It's a shame that the organizers had to deal with something like this. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame all around. It's a shame all around. But you know what? It, like you said, it's a it's a big event. It's attracted big stars. Again, we get big-time brands. We have alums from the U.S. national team that are here. Wrexham, the team owned by yeah, Ryan Reynolds, exactly. is 3-0 in group play. They will be advancing on to the, quarter, oh, to the round of 16 tonight and maybe even the quarterfinals tomorrow. See, there you go. So we got big-name brands, big-name uh, people, uh, big-time just organizations and clubs all around.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.